Good evening, guys. Good evening on this late Wednesday evening. I haven't been in London today. Uh, this is the last week of this year lectures for me. We are having classes online due to the strike of the railway. Underground is working, I think. But the disruption is just ridiculous. So, but it's actually working for me this time. I had a last week in London, which was amazing as always. I will miss it till the new year. Big changes coming. And I'm so excited. But all in the time. Be patient. <laughs> I hope you are well. It's freezing. We've got basically the ice rink here in West Midlands, in Telford. I can slide to school. I wish I would have a skate. I would skate. <laughs> But I hope you all keep warm, the glass of mole wine or a hot chocolate. It's an essential on this beautiful winter, upcoming winter. Very soon next week, evenings. And today's topic is not for the soft-hearted. Uh, it's time to get real. It's time to get to the core, so we're going to be talking about karmic and toxic relationships. How to recognize them, how to recognize the others who are in this relationship and how to behave. And how to understand the dynamic. So what are the karmic relationships? Karmic relationships, the main reason for them is to teach us lessons and to pay the karmic debt. So those are definitely our past life soulmates, which we do have unfinished business with. And we come to another lifetime to resolve, but it depends on both sides. So if one is more soul is more evolved and the other is not, then sometimes, unfortunately, this will have to be passed to the next lifetime. For one of the other, they will have to learn the lesson with different soulmate. So that's what's happening, but they're very difficult relationship. They're usually very toxic. That is the hardest part of it. Because as a healthy person, as a person with the values, when you come across or come into close personal or romantic relationship with somebody who is complete opposite of you or disrespectful towards your values or even if they do value for who you are and what you represent, they cannot express it freely because they would be punished for it or they think they would or there will be price to pay which they're not willing to pay, they're not ready, they're not evolved enough. Those relationships are usually in some shape or form violent, and I'm talking about verbal abuse, physical abuse, emotional, financial, 
very often those things are intertwined, which means when there is a emotional abuse, there is a any other abuse. I've experienced them all. Uh, we can add a psychological, but as I said, there is many aspects of abuse. But psychological goes quite well with emotional, because we cannot think about psychology without taking into consideration emotions, and that's what's usually cause the biggest problem for the scientist if it comes to trying to understand how the brain or how we work and we are influenced because there is so much depending on the emotions and that we never are able to predict how we're going to behave if we haven't been in that situation before and it's all based on our emotion and love. People are willing to do some really, really unthinkable things for love or what they perceive as love. Maybe that's a correct thing to say. We have to understand that some people never have a chance to develop their own opinion which means they never had the background, the foundation to understand how important it is to create their own opinion and the capacity of their development didn't allow them to do so. So, we're talking here about people with borderline with narcissistic personality disorders and yes we are getting into this subject because it's time and I'm tired of not speaking and I know I am not welcome to speak about it and it's not gonna be perceived well Especially where I am. And I might be even in danger. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, that's my reality. But I'm still gonna keep going. Because it's important that people, that us, or as collective, but also that that message will be transmitted to the ordinary people who might not have this kind of possibility to access or to even think about listening to the things like that or thinking that they might be in toxic relationship or they are being coerced we're talking about coercive control or they being deceived or betrayed or manipulated or gaslighted and they feel in their soul that this is not right they've got those 
deep feelings, but they they're just afraid to express it because they've been shut down for so long. And I know how it feels. I've been there. I've been there until I did not have a choice to stand up for myself and either die or open my mouth to fight this evil, this betrayal, this deceit, this dishonesty, this lies, web of lies. But there comes a moment in your life, there comes this this point when there is no turning back and you know it's now or never. And, and that's when you surrender. And that's when you try and start to acknowledge and you take responsibility. And that's when the healing can start. The healing cannot come from blaming others, from looking just on the other side. You have to take accountability for your part and you have to acknowledge that, yes, you did not ask people to hurt you, but you did allow them to do it. And you have to stop letting this happen. Standing in your power means that you actually acknowledge who you are and you value yourself as a person and you respect your values. So for me, for example, in relationship, the violence, domestic violence and cheating is a deal breaker. Abuse in any shape or form in any kind of relationships has no place in my life and I am willing to let go of everything and everyone who is behaving that way towards me, that's higher self-love. That's when you actually acknowledge who you are and learn. People might not like that because they get used to you being the victim. But you're not a victim. You survived. And now you want to thrive. You want to spread your wings. You want to transform from that caterpillar to the butterfly and fly and be whoever you want to be and live your dream and help others to spread their wings. And when you've been through these relationships, when you've been through that kind of hardship, you're going to realize as closer you are to your aim, as closer you want to escape that, because it's not only your personal household, your relationship, but if you're actually going to look deep, it's your whole environment which is toxic. If we're talking about narcissistic abuse, Yes, it is. We're not talking about only a perpetrators and abusers. We're talking about flying monkeys, the groupies. Let's call them the family. We're talking about how narcissists triangulate, how he gaslight. 
how he makes everything of she around to make it thick, fit to their structure and script, taking no one into consideration than themselves and their benefits. There's no soul. I could carry on, but it's already 12 minutes and I'm usually not moving forward over 12 minutes. So I'm going to try to finish before 13 minutes start. We will carry on next week. It's a heavy subject. It's very difficult for me to talk about, but I am getting there. I would like to wish you I would like to wish you a wonderful end of the week. Have a good night, whoever is going to be listening tonight, or good morning if you are listening tomorrow morning. God bless. And uh, I will speak to you still before the Christmas season, so I will leave the wishes for later on. Until then, take care of yourself. God bless. And good night. It was Anita Stevens at Beyond Compromise. Ciao.